Welcome to another podcast from The Vocal Majority. I'm Nick Alexander, and as members of the Barbershop Harmony Society, we love sharing our music. Although Barbershop Harmony originated in America, it has fans and chapters all over the world. Our podcast today is part two of a podcast that features Eddie Martinez as he's interviewed by members of BHA, Barbershop Harmony, Australia. Eddie is a certified judge and coach of the Barbershop Harmony Society, as well as tenor section leader and member of the Vocal Majority music team, and also an all-around wacky guy. Ladies and gentlemen, our interview continues. Time is really racing, so we've got to skip over some things. Um, just, just briefly, uh, tell us, uh, you know, your um, help and, and guidance and mentorship for Vocal Evolution was really a core reason that that you know we achieved some pretty exciting goals that we're very very proud to. Um, you you were brought in from pretty much day one, and yeah, just I guess summarize whatever you want to because I mean I just I, I, a couple of things I vividly remember. One was um, um, that um, it was either 09 or eleven where just this is weeks or the week before or something uh, our nationals um we said oh you know do, do we want eddie with us and uh, basically if you if if um if people want you know then just throw in a few dollars and we'll get him over just just to be there with us you know to walk through the traffic pattern and stuff and everyone was just yeah. throwing hundreds of dollars and suddenly here you were you were <laughs> with us uh it was just so great to have you the other one um that i just just remember so clearly in in uh, as we were warming up to go on stage in, in hobart in 2009 um you just you just gave such a your, your presence was very calming and very empowering and you just said basically you're, you're ready for this um, and it was it was the mindset at that final stage was it wasn't about turn this diphthong or you know do this technical thing it was just you get out of your own way mentally so I just just to sort of set the scene but um, yeah for, tell whatever stories you want uh, in in a few minutes of um, yeah that that because that was really valuable to us. Um, geez, um, speaking of the whole episode, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's just. It, there's so many emotional um, there's so many emotional episodes from from all of my time there Ash you may need to speak you got him Rich Rich I got him got him I remember my, my meeting I do, with, with, I, do, with I remember times with uh, coaching Nexus like we, we spent a lot of time together and just trying to um, catch Eddie swearing on any recording that we could was was one of our goals. <laughs> we never quite got there. And you got him saying "gosh," because no. <clears throat> he just doesn't do it. No, <laughs> no, because I'm gosh, very proper. Gosh darn it! I'm very proper. In it, proper. We had there were so many emotional episodes with with not just vocal evolution with so many different groups. Um, uh, throughout all of my uh, adventures uh, over there, and um, I, I do remember after I was doing, what, I think my first trip there, I was doing a an all day workshop in in Perth, um, where we were at a school auditorium or something like that, and uh, I think groups were coming up like for an hour at a time or thirty minutes at a time, quartets or choruses or something, and and I was just kind of coaching them for an hour, and, and everyone's in the audience just kind of watching the whole process kind of like what they call coaching under glass 
now mm-hmm. when you see it to different uh, Harmony Universities or Harmony College type things. And then, but, you know, of course, I would never go over there and work just with Vocal Evolution. I ended up going, you know, I've been to, like many Australians have told me, I've been to more areas and parts of uh, Australia than most Australians. I've been to all the states and territories now. Definitely. And uh, it's just been, it was uh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, all all the experiences, even... Um, you know, now looking back, even uh, being in Perth when I uh, got the phone call that my father had died, and having to fly back uh, to Texas suddenly, it was, mm. uh, it was awful, mm. awful. Mm. I think, but I, I went back to Australia for you. I think your your international uh, just a few months after that. That was how And uh, yep. man, that was yeah, that was a it. tough trip because for. Yep. Uh, you know, for I had associated the death of my father with Australia un- unfairly, of course, yeah. but that's just where I was when I got the news. And that's just anyone that's flown from Perth specifically <laughs> to anywhere to to anywhere <laughs> in the United States. But if you I, anyone listening, go ahead and get out a get out a globe if anyone still owns a globe and put your finger on Perth. And then put your finger on Houston or Austin, Texas, and it's almost a straight line through the planet, you know? And it's one of the longest trips that that anyone could take. But it it was it was longer because of the news I had I had received yeah. Yeah, which does. made it much more painful and uh but but it was so nice, man, after that to go back and to see y'all again and everyone was just so loving and um, and supportive and uh, that was in 2009 it was just very uh, it's very special and, I've, and we joke a lot as y'all know because I've known y'all uh, some of the longest of the people I've known in Australia but uh, we joke a lot but man there's just so much love uh, there for um, the Australian barbershoppers and then you know being able to have Vocal Evolution come over here which I don't know if you have time to talk about when I got to coach y'all before you were uh, competing here at International and we had the retreat in Estes Park Colorado and I mean just uh, or they're having the quartet uh, alliance or uh, you know at uh, come stay at the cabin with me and all those different things it was just so many fun times so mm. many great musical and enriching and rewarding and loving fun times with mm. the barbershop absolutely yeah no mate the reason we kept uh kept coming back to you like a song is because not only were you uh, uh invaluable as a coach but um you were not too terrible as a human being to hang out with as well so um <laughs> so mate um um tell us yeah we could talk for hours but but tell us uh, I, I know that you, you had been a um, coach for some years, uh, and then you decided to apply to the to the uh, become a, a BHS singing judge. So just tell us uh, about that. Um, I had several people um, encouraging me for years to go into the judging program, and and it's like, gosh, being a judge, I mean, you have to obviously, uh, you know, international level and every level, you have to you have to stay there. You have to listen to every quartet. You have to listen to every chorus. And I uh, kept thinking, I'm not sure if I'm ready to to do that. And the the more I was in the uh, uh, in barbershop and and working with groups, and I realized, well, this would be a great way. Like um, I think most most judges feel, it's a way to give back um, to a society that has given us uh, given me so much um, over the years, and an art form that has given me so much. And so, with the encouragement of uh, Larry Clements, may he rest in peace. Uh, Larry Clemens and uh, Hank Hammer, who's still here in uh, Central Texas, 
they uh, kept encouraging me, so I uh, I applied and uh, went through the process and became a singing judge. Um, yeah, I guess uh, it was t- I don't remember uh, ten ten years ago, maybe something like that. And, and tell us briefly about your yeah your experience uh, of of judging, like, you know, because you don't to state the obvious, you don't know what it's going to be like until you actually do it. Uh, what, what what did you learn through that process and and you know learning. Uh, sitting in the judge, as you say, from start to finish, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you know, it's uh, for uh, for people who aren't familiar with the judging program, they they I think uh, many, including myself, before I got in it, you think it's a glam, you know, like a, it's a glamorous process. And as you all know, being <laughs> free sandwiches, uh, judges, it's not it's not a glamorous process, right? I mean, you're there you're there to work. You 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 fly in to wherever you're going to, and you. Just in time to uh, get get to your hotel room and change into your suit and and go to the judges' briefing and dinner and you're in, sitting in a dark pit uh, all of Friday night and you do evals Friday night. You wake up early. You do the chorus contest. You they squeeze in a lunch in some room at the back of the school. You know, in thirty minutes and uh, <laughs> then you do evals for those choruses and uh, then you get ready for the, and do the quartet finals that night and you fly home Sunday morning and it's just like boom boom boom. It's quick it's uh that's why i like coaching so much is because you actually get to spend a significant amount of time with the groups and get to know the director and the uh, men or women on on the risers and you know you get to develop that relationship more and in uh judging it's uh, you don't get to do that as much because just the just because of time yeah but it's been a fantastic experience and so tell us about that just briefly, your, your personal experience of, of having to adjust or tailor your coaching skills to your 10, 15, whatever minute eval session. Uh, you, what was your approach to, to prioritizing or just triaging? You can, you've only got 10 minutes to you know, talk to this quartet or chorus. Yeah, I guess what's her, um, where I had the benefit is that I'm a, I'm a teacher at heart, and I studied education. My degree is in education. I taught uh, English for more than two decades, and uh, you know, st- knowing the learning styles and just studying education and being an educator, you learn to find out, okay, what can I... And in the classroom, you're, the classroom is run by the clock. I mean, I had my watch down you know, to the second, because so every you know, class period was you know, either 53 minutes or an hour and 17 minutes or, you know, something odd. (laughs) And so you learn to figure out what's the, you know, what's the best bang for the buck? What can I give this quartet or this chorus that can get them, you know, hopefully singing better or performing better in the 15 or 20 minutes that I have with them? And every group is different. It's not like there's a formula for it because, you ha- you know you have to, as you know you go in and you have to you profile and you kind of see where the group is right at that moment in time and how they're feeling mm. and uh, and what it is that they want some groups are like we don't care we don't want to i mean we're just happy we were just happy to be here at contest <laughs> and and we're going to do this and we're not be cons- we're not wor- worried about getting better we're just happy to be here and that's a whole different eval than groups saying yeah. how do we get one more point to do this <laughs> or how do we you know so it and it, it covers the gamut as you know so it just depends it's uh it's very organic which is great it's it's, it's different every time I'm sorry, not sorry to put you on the spot here, but what you know, what, given you've now had quite a substantial amount of experience as a judge, you know, you'll walk into some evals and they'll be 
you know, excited and thrilled about their score and grateful to you, and other others that they'll they'll be disappointed at their score and will sure. blame you. Um, so h- how do you go in and not knowing which is which, you just have to you know roll with either, um, given that all you've done is scored what you heard. Right, you know, and as you know, you you score what you hear, and um, and with all the training that we have, it's. Uh, and even being on the other side of that, being a, as a competitor, I understand that the judges are right. And if a judge, you know, one judge hears a, a seventy-two, and another judge hears a uh, you know a seventy-nine, there's there are reasons for that, and you know, got to hear it. And uh, you know, I I don't always say it there during the evals. It just depends what level you can get and where the temperaments are at that moment. But if, I, I said I've always wanted to write an article for the Harmonizer that says. Um, the scores aren't going to change <laughs> because you know after contests it's like you see people upset or super happy that they got this high score and and there's that all there's that educator part of me that wants to kind of go well let's assume that the lowest scores you got were the right ones and not the <laughs> highest scores yeah. right because everyone was always wants to assume well this judge we got an eighty one yeah. You know, that's right. He yeah. was he was right. What's wrong with the other judges? But I was like, well, what if the low score? <laughs> what if the seventy two was, was the right, right yeah. one? You know, and and the <laughs> other one, other people were were not. Um, just because you know, just the way the the psychology, I guess, behind it, right, and the being being human type thing. But it's uh, it's always interesting, and people are um, you know ninety nine ninety nine percent of the time are uh, are very uh, uh, gracious. And, and thank us for our time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it happens. Everyone's not always happy because, sure, I mean, everyone, you know, they, you know the, the, as, as we always say, and the only people that are really leave contest happy are the people who come in first place. Unless you're just happy to be there, yeah. Mate, um, uh, tell, how many times have you judged international? I know at least once. I've judged once. I judged yeah. Nashville in 2016 or uh, whatever Nashville was. I think 2016. Yeah, 1617 yeah, yeah. was Vegas. Um, so that's you know that's an honour and an acknowledgement of you as being a, 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 a an excellent scorer. Um, that, I mean, I know you'd been at international for a long time, but it's pretty. It's quite a, a privilege uh, to be chosen to be in the Peter International. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, it was fun, and you know, and the uh, people always say, you know, get ready for that first quartet session, that Wednesday session. That's where you have to hear. Uh, 187 quartets and each of them singing 14 songs and it's like oh my gosh it's gonna last 72 hours type thing but uh it's it's amazing and i remember being uh amazed at actually how fast it went um just because you know it's i guess like anything you know once you have focus and there's a purpose of what you're doing it's just like boom 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 and the next one comes out and you're getting that's right getting that rhythm in pulling out the next score sheet and you know, and here comes the next quartet, and it's amazing how quickly you can go through, you know, whatever the forty-eight quartets or whatever in that first day or whatever it was. But yeah, honored to honored to do that, and it was a fun fun process. Yeah, absolutely, uh, mate. Uh, uh, time is whizzing by. Obviously, uh, the vocal majority. Actually, I got a ton of time right now. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> our, 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 uh, our my my timer stops at one hour, so we we, we need what, to cut. Remind me that. why why is why is Ash on this call? It's unclear because he he's the he's the IT guy who puts it all together. Without him, no one would ever just, hear this. I'm just making sure that you guys, you know, are, 
I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> I really know. Making sure you do, you guys are. I don't know what you guys are supposed to be doing. Um, for for. Um, <laughs> we'll just give Eddie a minute here. Oh, Ash, man. I miss a lot of people say. A lot of people say that. I do miss y'all. So tell us about your vocal majority experience, mate. Um, uh, many people know who the yeah. VM is. VM is the most iconic chorus uh, in, in barbershop history, um, having won 11 um, uh, gold medals since uh, 1975. Um, and 13. 13. 13. Mate, it's quite a drive for you. So tell us about your drive and tell us about your decision to take part and continue to take part. Um, how much time we got? We have 11 minutes. <laughs> well, no, this, might have to minutes. Be, this might have to be part the one of a, version. Of, a, right. of a 19 part series. <laughs> 99 part series. <laughs> 99. <laughs> um, I, uh, well, I left the classroom eight years ago, the English teaching English, kind of uh, figuring out what I wanted to do next. And I realized once I left the classroom, it's like, wait a second, I have, my schedule is open enough now that I'm just coaching that I can make it happen where I could actually go and sing with the vocal majority, which I had wanted to do since I found out about them in, you know, in the early 80s. Um, and you think you think about it, it's like, well, that's just silly. I mean, that's a long drive, you know, almost four hours Who one way. Who would ever do that? Who would in the world would ever do that? And, uh you know, I talked to a few people, and uh, there are other guys kind of from the area-ish doing that. And so, uh, yeah, so I started, I started doing that. I, th- I think I called uh, Jim Clancy and said, "I'm, you know, I'm thinking about doing this," and and he's like, "That's great. You know, we'd love to have you." And uh, went up there my first time, and he and I, Jim and I, had uh, uh, dinner. Went and had some Chinese food before our first rehearsal, and. Uh, and he knew of me because I started Heart of Texas course, and Vocal Majority was very supportive to Heart of Texas. We always called them our big brother as we were doing that. And I remember, I remember even uh, as the director of Heart of Texas when we were starting, uh, one of my field trips I took on my own was to go up to Dallas, and I visited a Vocal Majority rehearsal, and, and I asked if they could run me through the audition process so I could see what they did, so we would have an idea of what we might want to do. Um, we gathered information from lots of uh, you know great choruses, the Masters of Harmony and Vocal Majority, and I think the New Tradition and uh, uh, maybe the Alexandria Harmonizers, and you know we just kind of it's just trying to get you know why reinvent the wheel when you can other people have out there done it just get get all their information and create mm. your own type thing. So I went up there and they ran me through the audition process, which was great, and sat through the rehearsal. So and they were always just so happy uh, for us and very supportive. So. Um, Which came uh, first, your judging or your VM membership? Judging. I started judging before I yeah. Okay. Um, before I before I joined VM. Uh, yeah. So I so I started doing that, and I've been singing with VM since. I have uh, two gold medals and one silver medal, and uh, we've released multiple um, CDs or recordings, and we just released our second video. Uh, we released uh, one video a couple of years ago from uh, Orlando of A Million Dreams where we, where we performed with uh, Voctiv, which is an amazing acapella group. And then uh, just uh, on the Saturday before Easter, just a week or so ago, we released uh, Near My God to Thee, which is turned out great. Where we sang with, uh, I don't know, about eight or eight or nine different gold medal gold medalist quartet guys. And uh, that's gotten some tremendous 
response. And so um, just being a part of an organization like that, that that gets to function at an A level, you know, every week. It's I've been honored to be, uh, uh, you know, a regular uh, warm up guy and be on the front row and be on the music team. I direct a smaller group within called the Vocal Majority uh, Express. It's um, and a tenor section leader. It's been a fantastic experience getting to work with, uh, to be a part of the Vocal Majority, and uh, get to work with uh, uh, Jim and Greg Clancy. Tell us about, uh, as, as uh, long-time listeners of Good Morning BHA will know, uh, uh, goal setting and, and achieving and, and having the internal dialogue of what's important to me, why do I sing barbershop, is, is always fascinated uh, me. Tell us about um, your joining the VM, which sounds like was a bit of a dream come true, and then uh, A, the weekly rehearsal process, which would be amazing at, at with, you know, 130, 40, whatever guys uh, singing at a high level, but then also briefly the, the the convention experience, because I'm assuming you would go in there with, um, with, with a, a feeling of, um, of, of sort of humble confidence and okay, let's, let's be the benchmark that we've always been. Preparing for international is, is some of the best times. Actually the best time to be a part of the vocal majority is preparing for our Christmas shows. I think our Christmas shows are, Amazing! I think we sing better at our Christmas shows than we do just about anywhere, um, and uh, they're just fantastic. They're phenomenal shows, if I do say so myself. Mm. But preparing for international is fantastic because the goal is always, with just like our shows, it's it's to touch people's lives, and we try not to ever talk about. It's not about winning a gold medal. It's like, well, we might not win a gold medal, but that's not what it is. And you know, unfortunately, we haven't always won the gold medal, but. Uh, sometimes we've still had the most impactful performances, and and we want to we want to touch people's lives through our music. So, all of our preparation is emotional, uh, musically emotional as we prepare for international, and it's n- never um, um, the tangible medal that many people might think. You know, go 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 gold medal gold medal gold medal gold medal. It's it's. Uh, it's not that, which is part of the uh, beauty, actually, of that experience. And your weekly rehearsals, that, I mean, that, that most people would, would dream to be a, to, to turn up to a VM rehearsal each week. Uh, is, is, I assume it's a combination of structure, but also it's, it's a little bit organic in, in, in the moment? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's probably very much just like most people's most people's rehearsals except it's, singing at 95 we, we were that's right we just we happen to sing at a higher level because of our unity of purpose and our common vision and we rehearse from seven o'clock until ten thirty every thursday night and the rookies meet at six o'clock and the smaller group that i direct we meet at six o'clock or six fifteen. so for some of us it's a four and a half hour rehearsal and we have a you know a 12 minute break in the middle, but um, you know, we do twenty minutes 12, of warm up, and we not work 13. on uh, <laughs> or thirteen, <laughs> or fourteen, <laughs> or nineteen. We do our uh, you know twenty minutes of warm up, and then we get into the repertoire work, or do stop and do some choreography work, uh, and then more repertoire work. The time goes by extremely uh, quickly, but you know, it starts and stops of working things, just like pretty much any rehearsal. It's that's why I tell people when I run into guys and they're like, oh my gosh, I could never sing it, I could never sing with vocal majority. It's just too much work, and I'm and I always say, uh, no, you could sing with vocal majority <laughs> because it is so fun. You don't realize, you know, and the and the you know Gary Parker of uh, of Dealer's Choice fame and vocal majority fame, he he coined the phrase that we refer to all the time, and it, that 
uh, hard work is fun when improvement is evident. And that's what happens, I think, every week with us. Many of us have stolen that from you, which you stole from someone else. So the the circle of life continues. (laughs) I have never claimed that quote as my own. Um, mate, uh, so this this will have to be yes the the first of of eleven teen episodes. Uh, we, we do have oh, to wrap it up. Finally, but, that, <laughs> thank you uh, for your time. I thought this would never end. <laughs> um, <laughs> mate, um, uh, thank you for your uh, your amazing contribution to Australian Barbershop uh, and to Barbershop around the world. Uh, I know you've been the uh, the the backbone and the mentor and uh, and the the travel buddy for uh, for a- any number of people myself included and uh, I guess uh, put it simply um, barbershop would not be the same without you so uh, thank you for everything you've done and uh, and long may I continue. appreciate that I appreciate that it's uh, I, it's uh, I can't put into words what my experiences with the Australian um, people and Australian barbershop has uh meant to me and uh, my life it has done nothing but we joke a lot like we said but i'm not joking when i say it has done nothing but enriched my life uh, knowing y'all and being a part of that organization and being able to help with that movement and, and part of that joy is uh, in my years returning to australia it was great going to all the different chapters around the whole country hearing all the tags that they weren't singing that i taught to them hmm that everyone was teaching to each other at that point, you know, and it was just great to see. It's a little things. I mean, how silly is that? But it was just, that's very silly. It's, it is silly, but it's, <laughs> it's one of those things that makes you feel good. No, and in the next, if we do another interview, we got to get to the story where, where, uh, Ash's father, uh, Roy was actually hiding food from him <laughs> at one of the, uh, uh, internationals or harmony colleges in Australia. Cause we were Starving, and Roy and I found potato chips or crisps, as you call them. And we're like, "Oh, Roy, my gosh, we found them!" And then it was just like you couldn't tell anybody else you had them because you knew people would just ambush you for the chips that you had. And Ash came up. He's like, "Did you find anything?" And we're like, "No, no. we haven't found any food you liar. yet." Keep. Li- <laughs> ah, you joker. Got to pull up stumps there, mate. Thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for your contribution. And uh, yes, uh, until we meet again, uh, until this, these crazy times are over and we can we can sing a tag in person. Um, take care. Without a doubt. Yeah. concludes our podcast. Please check out our Vocal Majority website or wherever you get your podcasts for others in this series. I'm Nick Alexander. Thank you for listening.